0: Hello, loyal listeners, and welcome to episode twenty-five of Points and Penalties. We'd like to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your pods, and give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. My name is Josh, and with me are my co-hosts Jesse, Peter, and Kevin. Kevin, what are you drinking tonight?
1: I'm having myself a uh, There's a Descendants Al uh, Buscador beer. It's uh, decent. Like it so far. No complaints. Pedro. What are you drinking?
2: I figured since uh, the Euro just finished up and Stanley Cup finals just finished up, I figured it makes sense to go with that clutch American style pale ale from Redline Brew House out of Barrie, Ontario. It's 4.8%. It's a bit hoppy, but it's pretty good. Jesse, what are you drinking?
3: Oh, I'd call you a bitch, but I got even a weaker beer today. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I got uh, Nickelbrook Brewing. It's called Lost in Orbit. It's a hazy IPA, and it's only four point five. Is that even beer at that point? It's uh, yeah, you wouldn't think so, but it's actually pretty strong for not being potent, at least. Josh, how's yours, or what are you drinking?
0: Well, apparently I'm wasting this fucking kick-ass strong beer. You guys are all bitches today. I could have had a fucking moose head and beat you guys today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Today, I'm having a triple IPA from Flying Monkey Craft Brewery. It's called Sparkle Puff, and it is 10.2%. Fucking dominating you guys.
3: That's double both of ours.
0: (laughs) That's literally ours put together. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's really good. It's a little hoppy, but uh, I mean, it should be for an extra strong beer and it's tasty, tasty. I like it. So, big, big week in sports, guys. We had four different major championships won this week. So we got a lot to cover. Let's get right into it. Pete, tell us about the NHL. That's
2: right. The Tampa Bay Lightning have won their second straight Stanley Cup. And it's nice to see them win that in front of a full building this time instead of last year's empty barn. Yeah, for it's, sure. Uh, it's a good feeling to see a championship won and start in front of a full building. And their mayor was right. The mayor of Tampa Bay, who said, uh, just go ahead and lose that game for in Montreal and come back and win at home. She was right. She made the right call. <laughs> Were
3: we saying that they're, they're going to do that? <laughs> we, Except we we wanted to see the sweep, but we were like they they they'll probably if they don't win it this week, they'll win it at home.
1: Yeah, but why oh, I take the chance too? Though if you have a chance to win it, take it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, against Montreal again, they,
2: they got no chance. I say after I know Jesse, you're going to trip me about how the Leafs lost and Jets uh-huh. lost and the Vegas lost. I know I. You
3: got one right, bud.
2: about <laughs> <laughs> goddamn. God God. And so they're planning another boat parade, which is happening tomorrow. They don't believe in uh, regular parades like the rest of us. They do it on jet skis and boats. I think that's awesome.
0: Is it tomorrow or was it today? No, it's tomorrow. Is it? Okay. I just saw a photo of, uh, pretty sure it was Kucherov, on a boat with both the Stanley Cup and the uh, Lombardi Trophy. (laughs) Uh, So I thought maybe that was part of the... the, uh, parade but I might have know.
3: been photo photoshopped a bit
0: <laughs> no i don't think it was no okay you know, he, you know what he, it was funny he had a uh the t-shirt he had on it said uh, 18.5 million over the cap or something like that That's <laughs> 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 pretty fucking funny
3: i can't remember i saw like a tweet too out there about you can't th- talk to tom brady about you can't throw the stanley cup because it's too heavy and he's like it's like, well, we'll see after a few yeah. tequilas.
2: <laughs> there's also only the one. So please don't drop it. Do not drop it in the ocean.
0: Challenge. That's there's no more good. than one Stanley Cups. No way. Yep. Oh, yeah. There's, our, there's fucking replica ones. The one that you see every day at Hall of Fame is not the it's real not trophy.
2: That's no. not a Stanley Cup. There's only one Stanley Cup. I don't know, man. Like it's different than a Lombardi. A Lombardi, you get yeah they a new one every one. year.
0: Yeah, fair enough. It's gonna have to go to the peanut gallery already.
3: <laughs> All right, so there, there's only one Stanley Cup, but there's replicas made that we're yeah. not counting it as. The, I as mean,
0: the <laughs> replica is still a fucking. It's still a, like the made of the same material and everything, but but it's yeah.
2: not a Stanley Cup.
0: But the original Stanley Cup is sitting in the Hall of Fame, and it never even goes on the Stanley Cup that's on there now because it's so old.
2: Uh, all right. We might have to do some research here into this challenge. Because I think they do some weird thing where they take the rings off, but there's still just the one actual cup.
0: Right, but I don't think that's even the original
2: uh, the actual
0: I, cup part.
2: I bet it is. There you go. There's our challenge. let will see if the cup <laughs> itself is actually the original
0: All right, carry on with the NHL. We'll see what we can find.
2: Okay. Good start so (laughs) far. So Vasilevsky wins the Conn Smythe. Very deserving. He played fantastic. He's the first goalie in NHL history to clinch three series in a row with a shutout. And also last year to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, He had a shutout in the Stanley Cup winning game as well. So this guy just comes up clutch in the biggest games. And he was well-deserving of the fight And he should have won the Vezna, like I picked him. To.
0: Didn't somebody else uh, win the Vezna? Yeah,
2: yeah. That other <laughs> guy. We'll get to that in a second. All right. <laughs> okay, hang on. We got some comments from Jesse. Apparently there are actually three Stanley Cups the original bowl of the Dominion Hockey Challenge Cup, the authenticated presentation cup, and the permanent cup. And the permanent cup. I don't know what any of that means, but what the hell, oh. I'll, give, I'll give it to lost Josh. Plus one, that's what it means. Plus <laughs> <laughs> <Lost> one. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's okay, I got lost to spare. Right. I'm just happy to take one from you. <laughs>
3: well done, Yosh. Remember, team effort here. Team yeah, effort, for the team
2: here. <laughs> Bringing on bitches. So Kucherov and Point both had good um, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Kucherov had eight goals, twenty-four assists, and thirty-two points. And Point had fourteen goals, nine assists, and twenty-three points. Those two, along with probably Carey Price, would have been the sort of the other choices for the Conn Smythe. Um, but I went to Vasilevsky, well deserving. Sure. And so Kucherov, after he won the cup and got a little bit, uh, shall we say, sauced, <laughs> uh, he did a little post-game interview. And he had no tarp on for the interview. He had beer in hand, uh, a Bud Light, which he just signed a sponsorship for or some shit. <laughs> And if you haven't listened to this video, it's it's fantastic. You gotta watch it. It's um, he starts off by pumping Vasholevsky's tires saying he's he's the best, just the best, and he should have won the Vesna instead of and his exact quote is whatever the guy in Vegas <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then he went on a little bit to cheer Montreal fans for acting like they won the Stanley Cup after game four. And that are you the, kidding me? And that the are you, are you
1: Kidding Me Serious was their
2: championship. I love it. I love it. I was a fan of Kutra for his play before, and I'm a fan for his uh, his attitude now. it <laughs> was fun, it was fun to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, this stuff is good. And so Tampa Bay, they now have the Lightning one back to back cups. Uh, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. And the Tampa Bay Rays made it to the World Series last year. So, the question I have for you as Josh shows us the picture of Kucherov in his 18 and a half million over the cap with the Lombardi and the Stanley Cup. <laughs> That's funny. Excellent picture. Uh, is Tampa the new Boston? Is Tampa Bay now Tampa Bay? And is it the new city of championships?
3: I hope not.
0: I mean, at this point, kind of has to be with all with all that, you know. At least finals uh, appearances, right? We got you have know, three championships in four appearances. That's pretty fucking good.
2: And they don't have an NBA team. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know if you want to include the
0: Orlando Magic. They're sort of close, but that would be the only one. Yeah. But they ain't winning nothing anytime soon. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> oh. now, they're, they're still not close to Boston. If you look at the championships Boston has won since 2000, it's egregious.
0: Well, yeah, number wise. But I mean, for all of this to happen right in a row, you know. Like and, and so tightly together. Now, there was, there was where the Red Sox, the Bruins, and then the Patriots. I think that they had won two, so I think there was four pretty close within a year or I guess two seasons for football uh, in Boston. So we would have been just like this. Um,
3: and then eventually, so the Celtics won. In,
0: right. Twenty twelve. Right. Exactly. So. so, but it's very close. And I mean, can you think of any other city that is other than Boston that, that is even close to this? No. No, I mean, no. Maybe, maybe L.A. with the Dodgers, the Lakers. And, I haven't won anything in NHL for a while. Right. I was gonna say the Kings would have been the last time, and that like, and that was probably early 2010s, right? Like 2012ish, somewhere in that range. Yeah, 2012 and 2014, I think. Yeah, something like that. So, but other than that. Nothing, right? No no other city has won that much. So
3: I don't know. I'm not ready to give it to them yet. And the fact is, though, they might still have it, especially with the teams that they have there right now. With Tom's coming back, he has a great chance to win it again this year. Mm -hmm. Well, My my Rams are going to do it, though. Um, (laughs) But uh, you still got the Lightning going for it again next year. They'll probably still be a pretty strong team. I know they're going to have to shed a bunch of cap space, but
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not if Vasilevsky fucking just stays injured though. Or not Vasilevsky, Kucherov. He just stays injured the whole year. It'll be fine.
3: (laughs) 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 Uh, But yeah, and the Rays are still, they're bringing up, I think they brought up Vidal Brujan this this week or so. And he's a top prospect too. And they got Wanda Franco there. So there's, they still have a lot of young talent there and they just spit out pitchers like it's nothing.
0: Yeah, it looks like uh, Tampa is going to be a a force in most sports here uh, for at least the next year or two. Coming.
3: But uh, I wouldn't be giving them title town just yet.
0: I mean, they're not as good as you know, from a boss's standpoint. But they got to be they got to be second at least as of late. At least, yeah.
3: That's why we're talking about it, right? At least recently,
0: for sure. All
2: right, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, and you did. <laughs> so I did so bringing it back to Toronto uh, Travis Durmer resigns with the Leafs two years at one and a half per now I don't know if he's going to be an expansion draft target potentially I'm pretty sure he's going to be exposed for sure I don't know if they are going to be interested in taking him or not or if they're going to go for like a curfew or a haul or whatever we'll see in the coming weeks
1: He signed two two more years and uh, we'll see how it goes. You think they did the same thing for Simmons? Just signed him to sit there and possibly go over to the uh, expansion? I don't think so. I I don't think they would take Simmons.
2: He's a bit older and while he's a valuable player to have on your team he's not he doesn't have a ton of uh, future value really. Whereas Dermott's 24 years old he's of a player you can at least have on your team for a long time. But you yeah, know they're
0: gonna be, be taking they're gonna be taking players that are gonna be help shape their franchise as opposed to a guy that's gonna fill a spot. Yeah exactly.
3: How many players are the Krakens allowed to take one. from per team one just one just
2: one one from every team.
3: So that that's what uh Kev was saying about why they signed Simmons but they might go after McDermott Right. I'm D-
0: yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that uh, Justin Hall might be the guy they're looking at, but who knows?
1: Well, I know Let's Vegas see. doesn't have to give anybody up this year, which is pretty stupid, but <laughs> that was the rules. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I think that rule was put in place because they assumed that Vegas was still going to be shit after their, you know, whatever long they've been in as an expansion team, but obviously they're, they're not, and, they probably could take a player from them and I don't think it would hurt them too much, but Uh M's the rules and that's how she rolls.
2: That is right. So there might be a big name on the move though, outside of the expansion draft. Vladimir Tarasenko has requested a trade out of St. Louis. Apparently he's upset with the team's handling of his shoulder surgeries in 2018 and 2019. Uh, I think he got a his own doctor to look at it, and they found that they didn't even fix some of the damage that was done in his shoulder hmm. uh, when they did the surgeries before, so he sort of lost confidence in the team's doctors, and it sounds like he's saying, I want to.
3: That's weird, like, that he wants to be traded because of that. Like, you'd think, like, he's a valuable player for St. Louis. You'd think, like, St. Louis would have better doctors or look into these guys uh, his shoulder's still sore.
2: Maybe they're cheap with their doctors, and he's
1: now feeling the effects of that, and he's saying, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. Same kind of deal with what's going on with um, Michael and Buffalo. It's similar, yeah.
3: Maybe the NHL just has shitty doctors.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So pretty much any team is pretty much going to be a suitor for – for Tarasenko, he's a pretty good fucking player. So
2: yeah. yeah, as long as you can afford him. Now there is the concern obviously with with these surgeries and with the injury to his shoulder. Like what he does is he scores goals. And who knows? Maybe he's not gonna be able to do it as well as before with his surgeries to his shoulder. But it's probably worth the risk for a lot of teams.
3: So is he has he gotten the surgery yet or no?
2: Yeah, he's had surgery three times now, I think. Twice with
1: team doctors,
3: and the third time was with his own doctor.
1: And third okay. with his own. Yeah. I was just thinking of this too. Like Maroon has three cups in a row. Yeah. If you want a lucky charm to win yourself a Stanley Cup,
2: who doesn't seem to be all that great of a player, but he just wins. <laughs> it's Pat Maroon,
1: three in a row. He's yeah, got a hat trick of cups. Yeah. And I think the only other um, team to ever win. Four in a row would have been the Islanders. Yeah, I think so. With the bossy errors kind of deal. Yeah, I think you're right. Kevin. Four in a row. Four in a row.
0: I don't know about enough about NHL history to challenge you on that one. Yeah, he
2: did win <laughs> three in a row with two different teams. Pat Maroon. He was on St. Louis. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. St. Louis. Oh. You now we see the back-to-back.
2: Yeah, Why don't we get into who we think is going to win a championship in a different sport? How are the NBA finals shaking out, Josh?
0: Shaping up good for me, not so good for you guys on your picks. Yeah, yeah. Is it too uh, late to the change them? Fe- <laughs> yes, yes it is. <laughs> Phoenix Suns are up 2-0 on the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And it's been pretty much the Phoenix show in both games. Although Giannis has played fairly well in both. Uh, So got a handful of uh, stats and some records and, and so on and so forth. Some, uh, some cool things here. So in game one, Chris Paul, Devin Booker and Deandre Ayton scored the most points, a total of 81 by a trio in their finals debut since the 1976, 77 NBA ABA merger. Paul had 32 Booker had 27 and Ayton had 22. Also in game one, Aiden became the first player since Tim Duncan in 99 to record 15 or more points, 15 or more rebounds in their finals debut. And Aiden shot 70% from the field. And with Aiden, Giannis also did the same thing, the 15 plus of 15 because Giannis had 20 and 17 boards in his final debut for game one. Now, Kev, you told us about the game one winner in the, NHL in a playoff series, sixty-nine percent will go on to win it. So I thought I'd come up with a similar stat. So the game one winner in the NBA Finals goes on to be crowned the champion seventy-two percent of the time. Hmm. So there's a very good chance here that that the Phoenix Suns put that this crown
3: is on. No good for us.
1: No,
0: it can't,
3: it can't yeah, be. Can't no. be having that. But uh, yeah, I, I saw that Aiton uh, him play that one game. What do you have like twenty? 21 points and like 19 rebounds or something like that.
0: It was up there, yeah.
3: That was impressive. Yeah, that was really impressive.
0: 22 points and then yeah, I think you're right. 19. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
3: like that's crazy to even get that many rebounds. I thought. I thought that was like just huge. He's been playing like a, a obviously a good player, amazing player, just like Tim Duncan.
0: Exactly, and he's been his his defense has really stepped up, and then he's following it up with some some pretty damn good offense too. So. Not too shabby for the Phoenix Suns uh, throughout game one. And throughout game two, we've had a few things. Uh, In the last 25 years, only four players under the age of 25 have had a 30.5 assist, five rebound game in the finals. So Colby was the youngest to do it at 22 years, 289 days. Russell Westbrook, just under 24 years old d wade about 24 and a half years old and now devin booker uh 24 years 251 days so he is in some uh, devin booker that is is in some pretty good company with having that 35 and 5 game in the finals
3: that's that's huge company to be in with
0: yeah absolutely uh, also in Game Two, Chris Paul moved up to tenth in total playoff assists with 1,041. We had mentioned this uh, a week or two ago that he was moving up in the on the assist list, and I, I think he can in his career he could still move up a few more spots. It's going to be awfully difficult to hit number one. Who's Magic? Who's got like 2,900 plus? It's so I don't think that's happening for Chris Paul. But and then a few more things here in Game Two. Uh, in the last 25 years, Giannis Kumpo, I think I said that right, has scored the most points in a finals quarter, as I said, in the last 25 years in the NBA. So he scored 20 in the third quarter of game two, and the two previous uh, highs before that was Kobe in 20, 2010, scoring 19, and LeBron scored 19 in 2014. Talk about being in fucking good company. Another guy in good company for sure.
3: Yeah, but we we know how good Giannis is. He's with this. Like Devin Booker is kind of fairly new, right? Like it's, yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. to me, seeing Giannis up there and watching the game a bit, like he didn't get much help from Middleton and
0: no, he didn't. It was yeah, it's been the Giannis show for for Milwaukee, and he's not going to be able to do do it. And he's himself.
3: not even hundred percent probably.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And then so Giannis in game two put up a bunch of points. And so if there's the players to score 40 points and 10 boards in a finals loss since the NBA ABA merger. We've got Charles Barkley in 93, Shaq in 01. LeBron did it in 2015, 2017, and 2020. And Giannis now in 2021 scoring 40 and 10 boards in a loss in the finals. So those aren't the, that's not the list you want to be on, but uh, if you score 40, you, you sure as fuck want your team to win. But uh that's not all. He doesn't always go that way. And my last little stat here for the NBA finals, Chris Paul and Devin Booker combined for 113 points between game one and two. And that's the most by a starting backcourt in the first two games of the finals since 1971, so lots of uh, old stats being broken Shattered. here, and and so on and so forth. And in a you know a couple potentially a couple days here, uh, we're gonna have a new champion that hasn't won since I believe I think it was '76 was when the Bucs won last, and the Suns have never won the championship. So
1: yep. yes, they have. I challenge that. Okay. I say the sons have won a Stanley, not Stanley Cup. I say the sons have won a championship.
0: Yeah. Um, So game three is Sunday night in Milwaukee. Game four is Wednesday night in Milwaukee. Uh, My guess is that the Bucs win tonight, probably lose Wednesday, and then they'll lose in game five. I would say it'll be a four-one championship for Phoenix.
3: I'm seeing ninety-three here.
1: No uh, conference title, no zero oh. championships. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it! I thought I know. No, my my bad. It was the Bucks. They actually won one.
0: Yeah, in '76. I yeah, was thinking of the back, Bucks. Yeah. yeah, the
1: Bucks won one because <laughs> that's where he had uh, fucking what's his name flipping a coin, so they're gonna take it in six. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: This week's Points and Penalties MVP is brought to you by MVP Brewing Company. Try the game changer.
2: Our MVP segment is sponsored by MVP Brewing. MVP's kickback program is to give every child the chance to be the best MVP they can be. MVP Brewing wants to make all sports more accessible and affordable by donating 5% of all sales towards community kids sports organizations great initiative, and we're glad to have them as our sponsor. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. So our MVP for this week is Danny Camarena for getting his first big league hit. Now that big league hit, why does it make him the MVP, you might ask? Well, turns out it was a Grand Slam, and it was against Max Scherzer. It was not exactly a uh, slough at pitching. So he's the first relief pitcher to hit a grand slam since 1985, and he did it on his very first hit in the pros. Welcome to the Bigs, kid. You're the MVP for this week. What
1: a game changer. Unbelievable.
2: (laughs) I
0: see what you did there, (laughs) Kip.
2: The game changer.
0: Well, so he was the first relief pitcher to hit a grand slam since 85, like you said. But – there's only been one other pitcher whose first MLB hit was a Grand Slam, and that was Bill Duggleby in 1898. Uh, yes, Bill. Good old Bill <laughs> Duggleby. <laughs> Just a little little extra there. 1898, that's a long fucking time ago. All right, boys. Let's slide into the, uh, the MLB, the pros, the majors. With our Blue Jays update, we'll start it off. Jays weren't too shit hot this week again. One and one versus Baltimore. The third game was postponed, and they were one and two versus Tampa, winning Sunday.
2: Didn't you say they needed to win all of these games? Yep,
0: I sure did.
3: <laughs> Not just win the games, win the series. That's what we were asking for.
2: No. Yeah. No,
3: you said no. Win all I, want, the games. I wanted six
0: <laughs> and for sure.
3: Well, as we can see, that wasn't the case, and I didn't have much faith in that happening. <laughs>
0: I thought maybe we'd get three against Baltimore, but fuck. Yeah,
3: you, you might be able to sweep them.
0: I know, <laughs> evidently not.
3: <laughs> Couldn't even win.
0: <laughs> so sitting in fourth place in the AL East, forty five and forty two, eight games back of Boston, four and a half games back of the last wild card spot. The wild card spot is still a potential, but there's no chance at this point. I mean, I know there's. We say this every week. There's lots and lots of time, lots of time, but. If these two teams, uh, Boston and Tampa, keep playing like they are, there's no chance that either the Yanks or the Jays have a chance at that number one spot in the East. So hopefully they can uh, take this. The All Star break here is coming up, so hopefully they can regroup and uh, and turn the page here and, and get on a a big big winning streak like 25 games or something would be fucking sweet.
3: For sure, I, I would I would take 11. <laughs>
0: yeah, look, I'll, take, I'll take six. <laughs> So, big news on the trade front. Rowdy Tellez traded to the Milwaukee Brewers. The Blue Jays get right-hand pitcher Trevor Richards and minor league right-hander Bowen Francis. Sorry, Bowden Francis. Uh, Richards is controllable until 2024. He's 28 years old. This year, he's pitched 31 and two-thirds innings, a 3.69 ERA. He has a 31.7 strikeout rate. And a 9.8 walk rate, which isn't too bad, and it'll definitely help our pitching staff in general.
2: For sure, he played a couple of days ago. It looked okay. It's exactly yeah.
0: what we need. Yep, yeah, for sure. Uh, now, Francis is 25 years old. He was a seventh round pick this year in Double A AA and Triple A. He's pitched uh, just under 60 innings. He's got a 3.62 ERA, 27.3 percent strikeout rate, and a 7.1 walk rate which uh, isn't too bad either. And uh, he's, you he may or may not see some time this season, uh, maybe at the back end of the bullpen type thing, but uh, that's up in the air at this point, but we'll take the, uh, the added depth here. And Rowdy was definitely expendable from the blue Jays as he was only hitting 209, 272 and 338. That was a slash line in 151 plate appearances. Not great. Milwaukee. Basically they needed to pick up a first baseman because Daniel Volgebach, who was a Jay last year, for a short period of time, Uh went down with a hamstring injury. So this gives the Brewers a little bit more infield depth. And uh, right now I think they're going with, I think it's Kesson Hira is playing first base for them right now. And he's a second baseman. So
3: <laughs> he's played outfield a few times, I believe too.
0: Yeah. So I think they would like to maybe get him back into places where he's a little bit more comfortable with and Rowdy could, uh, could suit up at first base. We know he's, he's capable, especially with more and more playing time. Rowdy gets better. So Obviously, he wasn't getting the playing time with Vlad uh, at 1B at Toronto. So makes sense for uh, for both parties here. And Rowdy's uh, now uh, part of the Brew crew.
3: Yeah, I think he just needed a fresh start. And Brewers had already gotten Willie Adamas from Tampa Bay, who was shitting the bed there. And then as soon as he came to the Brewers, he started lighting it up. So I think you'll see a turnaround by Tillas, Like you said, he's going to have more playing time. And with that, is hopefully he'll get his shit together at that point. So yeah. for us, it's, I don't know, it's an even trade. We get can we get what we wanted. We wanted more pitching relief pitchers because we're hurting there and in the injury front and in the just being decent there. Anyone good?
0: Yeah, for sure. Like I said, that uh, that added depth is really going to help out and he's got experience so he can help out with some of these younger arms uh, and so on and so forth. And I think this is a good pickup. And, you know, he's not he's not old, 28, and he's controllable for – you know, three more years. So I, I like that portion of it. And uh, I don't think his contract is ridiculous either. So I, I think this is a good pickup for the Jays and uh, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> and last on the Jays here, Jesse, your boy, Robbie Ray. You he had a great day today, seven innings, one hit, one walk baseball. Uh, the Jays didn't have winning, as I mentioned uh, today versus Tampa Robbie Ray had 11 strikeouts today and now sits second all time in Jay's history in first half of a a season strikeouts with 130. And the number one man in Jay's history is Roger Clemens at a buck 40. Again, in pretty good company is just, he's tearing it up. I was not expecting this out of Robbie Ray beginning of the year. I was like, meh, this is a guy who can take or leave on our rotation, but uh, you got to take him. You gotta take him now because he's he's been a solid solid addition, and without him, we wouldn't even be in fourth fucking place.
2: <laughs> yeah, but so he's he's played so well that it begs the question: like, who do you think is the number one on the Blue Jays rotation right now? Is it Robbie Ray or is it Ryu? Ryu's been not so hot lately.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess right now I would have to say Robbie Ray, mm. just just the way he's been playing and the way that Ryu hasn't been playing. So. Mm.
3: Do you think that they keep Robbie Ray for uh, the next year? Like, I think I'm pretty sure he's a free agent.
0: I mean, in, unless he wants a ridiculous amount of money, I think he kind of have to. He's been that good. I think he's going to want a ridiculous
3: amount of money, and I think we'll probably pay it because we cannot for the life of us. like We have to buy pitchers, it seems like. All our yeah. pitchers seem to just – we get, like, these awesome guys in the minors, and then they're hurt a lot. And this has been going on for a long time. Like I think our last one that actually stayed healthy for the most part was Strowman. Like I don't, I can't. Like Aaron Sanchez was hurt a lot too. Yep. So it's I. I just say we have to keep buying pitchers, trading for value pitchers, especially like Robbie Ray because he was hot garbage last year, and we got him for next to nothing, and then he signed for next to nothing this year. So he's definitely going to go to get paid this year.
0: Yeah, and uh, like I said, I mean. I mean, if he keeps pitching the way he's pitching for the rest of the season, then I'm, you know, I, I would say go ahead and pay it as long as the contract length isn't too long because he's not a spring chicken, so.
3: He's under 30, so I would, I would say maybe, yeah. like, maybe three years, three or four years.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Hey, like I said, as long as he keeps fucking playing how he's playing, then, then he's a, a welcome addition on my Jays team. hmm Yeah. We're, we're going to sound like a broken record here. We're going to talk about Shohei Ohtani yet again, because every week he does something else that uh, requires mentioning and talking about. So this week he breaks Hideki Matsui's record for home runs in a season by a Japanese born player. The record was 31 home runs. Ohtani now has 33. And he has hit those 33 in just 81 games, half a season. Matsui did that in a full season, 31 home runs. So that is insane that he has hit that many, you know, and like I said, most by a Japanese-born player. It's That's just crazy. Yeah, for half
3: a season, wild.
0: Yeah. That's shattering a record. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And to top this all off, he's hitting, you know, all these home runs. And according to Angels hitting coach, Jeremy Reed, he says that Otani hasn't taken any BP this season. Zero. And for him to be smashing balls out like this is pretty fucking crazy. It'll be interesting. Uh, interesting to see how the rest of the season goes for him. He don't need no practice. <laughs> Not talk about practice. <laughs> uh,
2: about
0: practice. Not the game. Not the game. We talking about practice.
3: He hit another huge home run again this week, 470 feet.
0: It's just like it's nothing. These new balls are. He's just mashing them like.
3: Maybe they changed the balls to the 2020 or yeah, 2020 version because those ones were. That's. Had a bunch of home runs last year because of those balls. So maybe they switch it halfway through the season or something. I don't know. <laughs> like as like hey, he's hitting these things like right to the moon. It's crazy.
0: All right, we got a, a milestone reached. Big man Albert Pujols has reached six thousand total bases. He now sits fourth on the all-time total bases list with six thousand and ten. He's behind Willie Mays, Stan Musial, and Hammer and Hank Aaron. Now he's got a ways to go to get Hank Aaron.
3: He's not catching Hank.
0: But if he were to play next year, there's a good chance that he could sit at number two all time. Yep. But he's got to play next year.
3: He's got to play full time.
0: Yeah. Well, it's total bases. So I wonder how many total bases he gets in a year. How long has he played? Fucking like 25 years. So divide the 6,000 by. <laughs> yeah, but he's also
3: at the tail end of his career too. Yeah, and he's not playing yeah, every yeah. day. And and he's hitting in a lineup that has a bunch of superstars in it. So they have to pitch to him. So. Yeah, for sure. He's actually done a lot better with with the Dodgers. Yes,
0: you're right. And, and I think it, a lot of it is because they have to pitch to him. Exactly.
3: Because the only other person was Otani that they had to worry about. Well, I guess. Trey. Trump, but
0: he's been hurt. Pretty much all season, mm-hmm. and then uh, the first baseman there, Walsh, is the only other real guy that can hit the ball hard there, hard and far.
1: So, mm-hmm. do you guys think that Showtime can actually beat the uh, record of seventy-three home runs in one season? That'd be tough.
0: He's got to really light it up, or we're, we're halfway through and he's not even halfway. Right? I don't think so. That's, that'll be tough.
1: And he's gonna be
3: in the home run derby, and we've already talked about you don't do so hot for the rest of the season. Yeah.
0: Really fucks with your swing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why uh, Guerrero said no dice this year. Well, oh, he's
3: putting up an MVP season, and so is Otani. But Otani's gonna go against the grain, I guess, here, and he's gonna prove that he doesn't need that. He doesn't need fucking batting practice. He <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, well, what's what's the home run derby for? That's, <laughs> that's
0: kind of my question. Now we're gonna get into our home derby bracket winners uh, in a little bit, but you know, if he hasn't taken any BP, he's not used to hitting sixty mile an hour lob balls coming in. He's used to these ninety mile an hour fireballs, so should be interesting to see how he uh, how he fares in the home run Derby but as I mentioned we'll get to that in a few seconds here uh, so another record was broken this one was earlier today on Sunday Pablo Lopez of the Miami Marlins sets the MLB record for most consecutive strikeouts to start a game and he did that with nine consecutives which is another another great pitching stat and a cool record to own I think I might have this guy's autograph on a baseball card somewhere. Anyway.
3: <laughs> Look at you. Maybe it'll
0: be worth like three bucks now. <laughs> up, up from the two it was before. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He was one of the guys I wanted in uh fantasy draft, but
3: he went pretty early. Yeah.
0: And Jess, your hopeful uh, Atlanta Braves for winning the world series. Took a massive hit yesterday on Saturday as Ronald Acuna was trying to make a uh, kind of over the head stretched out catch in the outfield. He came down awkwardly and was carted off the field with a injured knee. He had an MRI today and it showed a fully torn ACL and he will undergo season ending surgery. So it's going to be a tough goal for the Braves now. And uh, sorry about your luck on that one, Jess, but yeah,
3: I, I, I don't even think they're making the playoffs at that point. They weren't doing that great to begin with, so losing their best player, I, I, I don't see them even making the playoffs. Really, so. it was
2: just a bad choice from the start.
3: <laughs> hey, man, they were good last year. They got to the ALCS.
1: So. NLCS. NLCS. Sorry, you're right. The Yankees were the worst ones. That <laughs> <there. Well>, that's <laughs> definitely a worse choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're probably not uh, – well, they're not winning the division, that's for sure, but hopefully they don't make the playoffs either. I don't care if I'm wrong. I'd rather see them not make it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gents. And the last bit of baseball is the home run derby as mentioned. So we have all put together a home run derby bracket. It will be up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So make sure you check it out. Give us your comments, who you think is uh, right, wrong, but uh, let's just go through our winners. It's uh, pretty easy. There's only two guys that we think have a chance. And myself, Kevin, and Peter, we all took Showtime Shohei to win this bad boy, even though he hasn't taken any BP. We may or may not have known that
2: when we made these choices.
0: (laughs) And Jesse went against the green and took the Texas Rangers' Joey Gallo, which is also a good pick, and he would have been my number two pick uh, to win this thing only because they've got Shohei and Juan Soto uh, in the first round, which I think was a, that was a bad mistake the way they did that. They shouldn't have set it up like that. I agree. Because really when it comes down to it, it should have been a Soto Otani finish off in the end as a big battle. I mean, that's what I would think would have, would have happened, but they kind of fucked up that on the, uh, on the opening matches, but it is what it is. So so again, check out our, our picks and our, uh, our bracket winners on insta facebook and twitter and uh we're just gonna give are we doing the, i guess we're doing the regular thing here right so one point for the whoever gets the most correct and then three for the eventual winner sure just like we do for all the brackets yeah, well. this one's a little easier because there's only uh there's only eight guys but uh, <laughs> it really doesn't matter because we don't we don't do that well in these uh, in these brackets so and we'll get to that. You'll, you'll yeah. find that out a little more when we get into some other stuff. <laughs> but that's it for baseball. Like I said, home run derby is tomorrow Monday and the all-star game, I believe is Tuesday. And uh, hopefully the AL can win to uh, get home field advantage. The Blue Jays in the world series, right, Kev? Roger Center. Woo. Uh,
1: nah, no. Nah, I mean, I don't see the a- um the AL winning. I see the yeah. NL doing it. I believe,
0: I think you were the only one that took NL I got it written down here. Yep. Kevin, you took the NL. The rest of us took the AL.
3: And NL won't have a Acuna now. Stop,
0: <laughs> all right, Jess, why don't you tell us about some NFL stuff?
3: All right. So we're just going to start with, off with the SPs that happened. Just a few things for that happened for the NFL. A couple good things that I like. A couple not surprised. So the best team was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was out of all the sporting events. And then the best athlete, men's athlete, ended up being Tom Brady at 43. That's who I would go with at this point because the guy's playing professional football, even though he's like, you can't touch him to begin with, but he's still playing professional football at a high, high level. So I can see why this was given to him. The best play, the Hail Mary. Uh, I would agree with that one. I don't know if you guys saw it or anything like that, but I think there is a stat cast percentage of that pass actually being completed and it was like less than 17 percent
0: that was uh arizona and uh buffalo was it not? yeah
3: that was when uh murray ran around falling into the uh the out of bounds and threw it up to hopkins and nuke went up in between three different buffalo players and grabbed it and pulled it down it was a hell of a play and it won the game even though I'm not a huge fan of Arizona winning, it was still a hell of a play.
0: <laughs> Agreed.
3: And then the ba- best athlete in college was the DeMonte- Devontae Smith from Bama, who now plays on the Eagles. And then the best NFL player ended up being Tom Brady. He was the best men's sport player, so why wouldn't you give him the NFL one as well? You, Brady. There you, <laughs> you hate Brady.
2: Fuck, oh, I didn't
3: know that. Broken record, I, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Falcons cut Barcavius Mingo following the child indecency charge. Uh, I don't have much information on this, but uh, the Falcons got rid of him right away because they don't want this negative press. And now there's a lot of people saying that, or his lawyer is saying that these are false claims and he's he's going to be 100% uh, not guilty. But I think if Atlanta uh, just cut him, I, I think they know something and he might be in a bit of trouble. So he was arrested Thursday in Arlington, Texas. Atlanta came out with a statement Saturday afternoon. Our organization became aware of the allegations involving Mingo today and are currently gathering information on this incident. The Falcons take the allegations very seriously and will continue to monitor the situation. So they just don't want anything to do with this, which, is smart for Atlanta because they haven't done a lot of smart things <laughs> recently. <laughs> but this one, this one is, uh, yeah, they, they got to get rid of this guy. And he he's played for a bunch of teams since 2013, being the, the first round pick then. Last year, he played for the shitty Bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his stats were, but I don't think they were no good. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, he had a $25,000 bond, which I believe he paid right away to get released, which I think is a little low for the allegations at least. But it's weird, and he's probably going to get what he deserves, even though he's not proven guilty yet. But just being in this situation, just you have to have done something wrong at some point. Another felony we talked about, he was in my box a couple weeks ago, was Frank Clark. He has been charged officially with a felony firearm possession, and he could get up to three years in prison. His arraignment is on Wednesday, June 14th, and I think I saw his court date was in October. Now, I don't know what's happening with the NFL. I don't know if Goodell is going to suspend him, just like with. Uh, Mingo. I don't know if Gidell is going to suspend him for a certain amount of days because they can just do whatever they want. They obviously do their own, own investigation, but they like to see how this stuff plays out.
0: Frank Clark thing was for having that Uzi on his car seat, right?
3: Right, yeah. 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 It was in his... Uh, so He had a Lambo SUV and it was in a bag and it was sticking out. He couldn't
2: even zip it up. Lock it in the glove compartment with the trunk in the back,
1: man.
0: <laughs> Not easily accessible in the trunk, man. <laughs>
3: Of a Lambo. Now he's an actual decent player too, compared to Mingo. He was not great, great to begin with. Clark plays, I think, a defensive end or outside linebacker for KC, which is going to hurt them a bunch because I don't think they have much else besides Chris Jones, who plays on the inside. So that's going to be a hit to to KC if they decide to suspend him or anything like that. And I think their training camp starts on the 28th of June or July. Sorry, so it'll be interesting. To know what we'll, we should hear something if he's going to show up for training camp or not. I guess we'll figure it out after the arraignment. So we got another Patriots requesting a trade or not showing up for camp. Keneal Harry wants to get the hell out of New England. Now I don't know if you guys know this guy, but he is not good. He's useless. Man. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he, he's bad. He's he's really bad. I think he's had less than. Yeah, so last year was his best year and he tallied 33 receptions for 309 yards and two TDs in 14 games. Now, last year they had Cam Newton throwing the ball and I don't even think he got the double digit passing touchdowns. So, he got two of them so he did he did pretty good there. <laughs> there was like I think it was like nine uh, passing touchdowns by uh Cam, but I think that I think they had some other starts cuz he got hurt. Either way, there wasn't a lot of passing touchdowns to go around. He got two of them there. But he's I think he's trying to get out in front of this because I think New England might end up just cutting him. Because I really don't know what they can even get for him. And he just wants to get out of Boston, and hopefully save some face because he asked for the trade. But who knows? Obviously, Bill's gonna grant him it because he's like he's like your garbage anyway. So why would why would I keep you around? And Bill really hasn't had a very good luck with drafting wide receivers to begin with. So I don't know. I, I think you're going to probably see like a, a late six round pick here, or maybe even a seventh round pick.
0: Yeah. You're not going to get much for him. That's for sure. No. And it,
3: even though he is a, a first round. Why? I think it was late first round, but he was a, still a first round. So still, he still, they can still exercise that fifth year option, but he would have to put up some hell of a couple seasons to get that fifth, fifth year option potential landing spots green bay which would be they need another guy there as they vote as every media outlet has complained that they need to get rogers if he plays which we don't know he's not showing up for training camp is what i heard i probably miss most of the preseason and everything like that until he gets some money he, the other place is chicago because they got a rob there who i believe they will not be extending because i don't think he wants to in chicago anymore no i think he wants to go and play for a winner but he'll be opposite him i think who's the other guy mooney or something like that uh yeah yeah so he he's the number two so uh harry would probably be the number three there i would think because mooney actually had some flash some decent plays and he got behind my boy ramsey in the game last year and they just had a shitty quarterback that couldn't hit him when it got behind them.
0: Going to Green Bay, I just don't think he's good enough to go to Green Bay. Like, what's he gonna do for for Aaron Rodgers? Like, is is Nikhil Harry any better than you know the uh, Marquez Valdez or whatever the fuck his name is or Valdez Scantling? I guess is his name, and so on and so forth. I think all the guys that they have on that Green Bay team are better than Harry.
3: Like, they they are, but they. I think the reason uh Harry's trying to get in front of the Nikhil Harry's getting in front of this is because it's also Bill Belichick. He can't draft receivers. He can't develop receivers there. He has to go and buy like, like, like Toronto with pitching. He has to go and buy receivers because he can't draft them. So I think that's what he's trying to work with. Do we know how good he could be? We don't because he's been, he is first, his rookie year. He was injured, but you usually at this point, you would have seen something that would have caught your eye and it hasn't. So you, you're probably right with that. There's better receivers in green Bay, but he's a guy that'll go up and get those 50, 50 balls. So yeah. Devonte Adams is the only other guy there. I think that really does that because everyone else is just full of speed. Right. Yeah. And then when they get behind the defender, they drop the ball, <laughs> 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 but I think he has a few drops too. So who knows? And Devonte Adams has, has a bit of a injured pass too. So might just help to have him replaced but like like you said what i've seen out of the receivers they're not too bad they just drop the ball too much and uh, the other place is new orleans now again he would be probably the third wide receiver here with uh tranquil williams and then or smith tranquil smith and michael thomas obviously he was going to be the number one there and he's and michael thomas is another 50 50 guy so I think I think they're just gonna send the uh, Nikhil Harry to like uh, people that need like red zone threats. That's the only thing I can think of. Who knows? Maybe he might not even get traded. Maybe, maybe no one wants him and just he gets cut. <laughs> <caught>
1: him, yeah. <laughs> send him to the crappy football league then.
3: Maybe. The last thing I got here is uh, Larry Fitzgerald. The man has been in this league forever, going into his 18th season. He is still undecided. If he wants to play this year. Now it's pretty late in the season training camp starts soon. So I not The only thing I can imagine is there'll be someone gets hurt in training camp or in the preseason and they might pick him up. I'm pretty sure he's done in Arizona because Arizona has a bunch of receivers now. They just got another rookie, I believe. Can't really, I can't remember which, which round it was, but I don't see him coming back to Arizona, or maybe Arizona doesn't really want him because they have so many receivers. But if he did come back, if he decides to come back, does anyone have an
1: idea of where he might go- want to go? Well, I would say just to start is that you got rid of Julio. I mean, Atlanta would love to take him, I would think.
0: I don't know, man. I think Atlanta's trying to get
1: younger. He, he might sell tickets. Yeah, well, he gives himself a-, a vet, you know, on there to show these little youngins what to do and how to do it. Not that Julio wasn't doing that to begin with, but...
0: Hey, maybe.
1: I know there's no space on
2: Tennessee because we got Julio. You know, can't take
0: him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly don't... I have no idea where he would go to. Maybe Minnesota because that's his hometown.
0: I'd take him in Chicago.
3: No, oh, you're getting Nikhil Harry, don't you? Don't you No, not? no. I'd take,
0: <laughs> I'd take Fitzy, but way before Nikhil Harry, man.
3: Well, <laughs> Fitzy did get... 409 yards last year so he got an extra 100 yards but he only got he only got one td
0: well we won't be throwing too many tds this year anyway <laughs> <laughs> so, until the rookies in right yeah exactly i mean maybe maybe he won't play football anymore maybe he'll just focus on being a fucking phoenix Sun- Suns son's owner winning championships that way
3: i mean like, that's the thing about him is he stuck out with Arizona, he, but he's that kind of guy. Like, he, he wasn't yeah. greedy at all. But I would – if I was him, like, in those later years, especially right before they got Kingsbury there, I would have been like, get me the hell out of here. Give me to someplace yeah. that will help me. Yep, for sure. But uh, he's he's a team player, which there's not many of those around in the NFL. I don't – I on it personally, I don't think he's going to come back, and I have no idea where he would go besides Minnesota. I I think he he should just hang him up because he was rough to watch last year. But it was also the offense, too, because they they had so many receivers. They were always in, like, five wide. And then it was Murray running around like an animal and just chucking it up. Mainly Nuke got most of them.
0: Maybe he'll end up in the CFL. No.
3: (laughs) You know what that would do to your career?
2: (laughs) Like...
3: You would just be like, like this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer, and he ends in CFL? No. Well,
0: they're not going to take away the Hall of Fame stats that he's got. No, I know. Them. Sorry, Larry, you ain't getting into Canton. You were in <laughs> Canada. What
3: the fuck you going up there for, man? You're a superstar. <laughs> I think he would sign with a team in the NFL well before he, he goes to the CFL. But what is happening in the CFL there, Kev?
1: Well, training camps opened up. I mean, we have the our, uh, Argos are actually pretty close to us. Uh, they're playing. Uh, they're doing their practice there at the the Guelph University.
3: Moo you!
1: And then uh, going on with the crappy football league, their uh, Saskatchewan uh, team has four players that go down with Achilles injuries doing a competitive drill. Now the coaches were not the well. We're not on the field to witness this drill that these uh, players were doing but they're they stated that they're chucking a medicine ball in the air and to see how fast you can go through your I don't know course and by for the ball drops and yeah four of them go down with Achilles heels injuries so <laughs> it doesn't look good for this uh, the Saskatchewan rough riders
0: That's fucking crazy man
1: yeah those are guess- big injuries. They are.
0: Like, it's one thing if one guy goes down, but evidently what they were trying to do was extremely strainful on your Achilles, and couldn't they couldn't hack. I mean, I don't know how many Achilles... I didn't didn't see it, so I don't know how intense this uh, little competition was, but evidently it was pretty fucking
1: intense. But that's the thing, though. I mean, if you get a bunch of competitive people together, they're only going to want to sit there and, you know, win. They're going to, I'm number one, and I'm sure that's just what happened with the four of these dumb fucks, so... (laughs) <laughs> Looks good on you. And then uh, we're going into our cap ones, uh, the match. Now this is something that uh, goes on uh, a bit. I mean, there's been a few of them, but I like this one. I like the DeChambeau and Rogers, AA Ron. Um, they actually defeated uh, Brady and Mickelson, three and two. So obviously, you know, they were playing like a match play. Uh, at one point, uh, Mickelson went to go up to Rogers to give him a little fist pound and Rogers is "Yeah, no, no, <laughs> go away. You're not on my team. But yeah, that was pretty cool to watch that. It's, it's fun. You know, uh, DeShambo throws tape to Brady and says, you're going to need this. And Brady, because of last year, I mean, he ripped his pants as being chirped by Barkley and um, he asks, is this for my pants? And DeShambo goes, no, it's for your lips. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah now, so, so the,
0: Kev you're happy that A.A. and Deshambo won because it's Brady because I thought you weren't a big DeChambeau fan
1: I'm okay with Deshambo. it's the um that other cheating guy uh oh, Patrick
0: see. Patrick Reed yeah, is the guy you that's right
1: like. yeah that's right it's the cheater <laughs> Reed but yeah no it was fun to sit there and watch Deshambo. you know finally you know I wouldn't say win one but you know needs A.A. to sit there and then do it with him which is decent it was, it was pretty funny. It was, it was fun to watch. And then going on to our John Deere Classic, um, we have this uh, Luke, Lucas Glover uh, wins it by a minus seven. Now, this Kevin Na in this tournament didn't, didn't um, go on far besides tying second. I mean, he did pretty decent. But his I'm not sure if any of you saw it. I think this this, this blew my mind on how he used his putter just off the fringe of the green and chipped it in basically he used his putter as a chip he put it diagonally and swatted
0: it yeah like the toe end of his
1: putter mm-hmm. yeah it he was channeled,
0: unbelievable. channeled his inner vj Singh, <laughs> and uh and he did he did very well yeah very well with his putter
1: there no it, it was it was something i'll think about trying just to try i mean why not
0: I said before we recorded, if I would have tried that, I would have taken a big gouge out of the fucking green. The ball would have Ricky rocketed to the right or to the left. But there's no <laughs> the chance. I, no chance. It would have been a good shot if it came off my club.
1: Yeah, so I listen.
2: will not be trying it either
1: because it's just no.
2: Can't can't make that work.
1: I'll try at least once. I mean, at least once. If it obviously doesn't work, then obviously don't do it again. But this nod didn't just do this one putt. I mean, this guy was doing some phenomenal shots. I mean, chip shot, just chuck his uh, club to the to his caddy like it was nonchalant. I'd want to be able to do that one day, just to be like 100 and some odd yards out and just hole it. Right, Yosh? That'd be all right. You've done that already. Not this year. <laughs> Not this year, but I, I've definitely witnessed you doing that.
0: It and was I luck, get, trust me.
1: Oh, hey, man, it was still done. <laughs> Going into our Wimbledon here, I guess uh, Pedro is the uh, tennis master. Tennis pro. If you boys want
2: to know anything at all about tennis, clearly I'm the one to ask. (laughs) I did not just make two lucky picks. They were both right. (laughs) Both the men's and the women's.
1: But we do have the joker that did win the men's. It's his 20th major, which is... um, Which is, you know, he's part of the 2020 club, or it's the 320 clubs, because you have Federer and um, Nadal that he's up there with, which is pretty cool. And then you have the women's with um, Marty Holds, the number one, because she ended up uh, winning it, which is uh, good for the women's, I guess.
3: Peter, did you place any money on that in this kind of stuff since you're such an expert?
1: Nope. I did not. What a bitch. Now, putting up money, I, I can see the UFC 264 being something that uh, would have been huge because the the headliner was um, uh, Poirier versus um, McGregor. This is the third fight. Uh, they both obviously won one each. Uh, but we won't start with that one first. We'll go into the uh, Sean O'Malley and a uh, Chris Monhoto. Um, O'Malley takes out... Uh, this Chris guy in the third round, it was a TKO. Now, if you don't see a lot of the UFC, I mean, it's definitely getting uh, kind of hair colored uh happy because they both had some wicked hair. I tell you what.
3: Well, that's and the whole it, point is so you
1: can talk about it. They're, oh, trying, to stand,
3: they're, they're trying to stand out they are they're, they're trying to get attention,
1: right? Oh, they definitely got attention with the lime green hair and some kind of satin pink. It was, it was just, yeah. Nothing that I would definitely Pink. change my hair color to. What hair? Yeah, the cornrows, man. <laughs> I had cornrows. and looked like it was some kind of a pinkish kind of color. I mean, what hair do you have? Yeah. I'm just <laughs> I'm just bald, man. <laughs> down down to the wood is how they say it. And then we have this um, Teu Tervasa versus uh, Greg Hardy. Now, the Greg Hardy guy, he used to play in the NFL. Everyone knows. I mean, he wasn't a great... And an NHL or NFL player as well. He he was pretty good at NFL.
3: He just kept getting suspended because he was being dumb. Domestic abuser.
1: Yeah. So he tried to take his domestic abuse and go out there and try and do it in the UFC. Not working out for you, bud. I think you might want to quit. Harder to hit men than women, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because he got TKO'd in the first round. I mean, I was happy uh, about that. He was dummied right away. This guy thinks he's a beast. and just got destroyed by the. I don't know. I mean, took like a basically a forearm to the face and knocked him out.
0: Yeah, Hardy's uh, a lot tougher when he has a football helmet on, right?
1: Right. <laughs> now, going on to the McGregor and the, pair, um, the Poirier fight. Uh, it only lasted one round. It was actually stopped by a doctor. Uh, it was actually stopped due, a, due to a. What was it now? A. A left fracture to the tibia, to his left, uh, left-ish ankle area. Now you guys, know more like, than just a fracture to me. No, it, it broke. It was definitely a break. <laughs> now, Poirier said he, he knew it was fractured close in the beginning of the first round. Um, but you can definitely tell when McGregor went to go throw a punch where he saw his ankle just fold. And I'm telling you, it was a loosey-goosey ankle. And I was, like, rewinding, watching, rewinding, <laughs> of you were. watching. It, it, it was... Fuck.
2: <laughs> Got was. the lotion and some tissues.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the spit, but it's the spit. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man, it was it was absolutely, you know, like, gruesome, but pretty decent because he just lasted uh, the five minutes. But when he was trying to defend himself, all you saw was his ankle doing this. <laughs> I was like, yeah so it was stopped by doctor mcgregor was freaking that you know don't the ref stop the fight because he doesn't want to have a tko well See? he
3: he that, he doesn't really even throw kicks either and he was throwing a bunch he's more of just a stand up uh, striker right like yeah. it's yeah. It, it's weird that he was doing that and then he ends up breaking his tibia
2: doing it yeah he drank more milk apparently
1: <laughs> so with with this mcgregor though the guy has 180 million dollars Like I don't think he's going into these fights anymore to actually make money. I think he's going into these fights to fight. Um, And as um, Marvin Hagler said once before, a rich man cannot fight because there's no need for you to do it because you have the money. Why go in there and do this? Now
3: look at Floyd Mayweather though.
1: That he made 120 million off of that fight.
3: But he still goes in and fights and wins.
0: Well, he's retired and came yeah. out of retirement for that exhibition match against Levin Paul, right. right?
1: And then you have the um, the last time connor uh, actually lost, the last two out of the three, after that Mayweather boxing match. His ego's so, hurt. So this guy, he's just trying to get his morale, I guess, is um, how you say... I don't know. He wants to try to keep his le- his legacy, I guess because he was at one point a dominant MMA fighter to now being wealthy and rich to the point he doesn't have to do it. I think just uh, this leg injury might actually stop him for a very long time. I don't think you're going to see Conor once again in the uh, in the UFC.
0: You don't think there's going to be a number four?
1: Not the way I see um, Poirier was talking because he was very upset in regards to what he was threatening him with. You know, like he basically threatened him as what, Poirier said with murder, how do you sit there and sit there and tell me that you're going to put me in a coffin and lay me out where he's now laying on the ground or sitting on the ground with a uh, busted ankle. So I, I don't see Poirier doing anything with that at all.
2: Sounds like he's just
1: talking shit to me.
0: If I was yeah. both guys, I'd want to get back in the ring because that's a, it's not the way that obviously McGregor wanted that fight to end. And Poirier didn't want to win. If you want to call it a win, uh, he didn't want to win like that. So I would think they'd both want to get back in there and get a real fight. But
1: yeah, it's really hard to say who actually had that first round. But most of them like um, had uh, Poirier with the, with the win of the first round. But who knows what would have happened with second or third. But,
3: but you got to last that long. And, and Poirier has been like on the outskirts for a while and he just hasn't had that big victory. And now I think he's going to line up for a title fight.
1: He could, I think. After this one, he could.
3: He's he's been on quite a tear, and I think it was it was too soon for McGregor to to come and fight him again because I think they fought in like January.
1: Yeah, and there he was. Um, and last he lost. One, I then think it was in um, uh, where is it that Dabahabi or whatever it was in Dubai? Uh, yeah, Dubai. Yes, where uh, Poirier ended up knocking out McGregor.
3: Yeah, he beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And he's, he's he's turning into quite the superstar so I think they're gonna give him a shot and I think
1: so I, 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 he deserves it that's for sure
3: but I didn't I didn't see anything that he said he wouldn't do a fourth but I think McGregor's got to get it he's gonna need he needs more training and more time to get and obviously
1: he needs to heal now yeah, yeah and the, McGregor's only had one win in the last five years you can tell he's just doing it for the money.
3: It was unwise for him to take on someone like him. Like he should have, like a
1: yeah, like an underground fight sort of deal.
3: Not an underground, just someone easier.
0: I heard Money Mayweather made about thirty five Gs on the fight. He bet on Poirier to win. He put fifty grand <laughs> <him> to win. <laughs> fifty grand to win on uh, on Poirier and and ended up cashing out at eighty five thousand. So he made a few
1: bucks. I think a lot of um, people are going for Poirier. To be honest. I would have.
0: Chad Ojo Cinco, uh, Johnson wasn't, he took McGregor and I can't remember how much he put down when he lost a good chunk of change. He was yes, pretty pissed off. Yeah. yeah. He was pretty pissed off that, that uh, McGregor lost.
1: And there's one thing that, uh, you know, I'd be a little bit pissed off about being a USA basketball uh, team going up against Nigeria, losing 90 to 87. This is like a, a pre-Olympic exhibition that they, uh, the, that they were doing. Um, I would say the USA is basically an NBA team not saying anything against Nigeria of how many they, they may have as NBA players, but it does look good on the USA to lose uh, this one. I mean, again, it's only pre pre pre-exhibition, but.
0: Still shows that they're beatable though.
1: Yes. And, And it's not like they weren't playing their players. I mean, they're definitely had their, their elite players on the, on the court. And, they just held them to uh to three points, which was uh, not easy for the USA because they had an inbounds play and Nigeria was all over them. They had no chance to set up a play at all to get a th- they even get a shot.
0: Yeah, the US didn't have an answer to uh, Nigeria's three point balls. They put in three or sorry twenty three pointers, and that's that's huge. Yeah. So if you if you can't get an answer to that, that's going to be all day long. So
1: yeah. And the only thing that's gonna suck with them in regards to the Olympics as well, guys, is there's gonna be no fans. I mean, it's gonna be hard for you know the the fans to get you going.
3: It sucks, and it's gonna. There's a lot of revenue gone from that now. Oh, huge sure.
1: revenue gone. How
0: is how is Tokyo gonna pay for all this shit? You know, TV. The, well, it's gonna have to be right. Mm-hmm. TV streaming, that type of thing. But fuck those fans, bring in a ton of money. You know, not just to the Olympic Villages and the Olympic uh, venues itself, but the hotels and the restaurants and all that shit, you know. So, yeah. It sucks, but there has been an influx of COVID-19 uh, cases in Japan and in Tokyo. So there are a lot
3: of people aren't getting vaccinated there either. Oh, really? or, or maybe they just don't have the vaccines. I, I just I heard that they just don't have a, a large uh, percentage of their population vaccinated I don't know the reasoning why but
0: yeah so they're they're taking you know planet safe type thing which isn't a bad idea I mean imagine if this thing gets runs rampant again in Japan and then all these fans go back to their home countries and then it starts all over again and so I think this is smart it sucks but I think it's smart by the Olympic Committee to
1: uh to say no fans so. I agree I mean it yeah. does suck but I agree
3: but look at euro. euro had huge fans and everything like that. now it's not as it's not as many countries obviously, but they there's still a lot of countries in europe and they all had yeah. different fans from different places.
0: that's fair. yeah.
3: and and there wasn't a huge outbreak there. i don't even did did any player even get
1: covid? No, i didn't hear any. i didn't hear any at all. <clears throat>
0: But maybe it comes down to like you said, just if there's going to be if there's less vaccinated people in Japan already for whatever reason, then maybe it could get out of hand way quicker than it would in, say, Europe, who has more uh, percentage of people vaccinated or, or what have you. So, right, I'm sure, they're... there was a number of things that went into this decision. Mm-hmm.
1: And speaking of, you know, just as we were talking about the Euro, we'll go into the Copa America Cup first. The final we have our gem. I like to say Argentina, but it is Argentina versus Brazil. Now Argentina does win one, uh, one to nil, which uh, gives Messi his very first championship, which is pretty cool. I'm sure he's, uh, you know, sobbing all over this thing. Challenge man. On this I first,
0: to, I didn't want to
1: do it, but I have to
0: go it's ahead. Not his, it's not his first championship. It's his first international
1: championship. Okay. Yeah. First international then. Well, that's fine. I'll take that, that, uh,
0: I wasn't going to do it. I was yeah, waiting minus. for somebody else to challenge you. And yeah, <laughs> nobody wanted to it. I was going to gonna
2: say, like... He's like,
0: won like four or five champions. Must, Barca must He's,
1: have won. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right. yeah, but okay. I, I yeah. knew what he was talking about.
1: Either, either, or. Let me go for uh, Euro 2020. Um, we had England versus, uh, versus Italy. England ended up scoring with the very first um, fastest goal, I guess, in two minutes, in the two-minute mark. And then uh, Italy ties it up with the 66th minute. Italy does go on to win with penalties, uh, three to two. It leads into our bracket scores, which leads Jesse with the one point. You. And then we have uh, Josh Ooh. ended up with four correct. Peter with four correct. I myself with three, which uh, no one ended up getting the. Peter,
3: if you're not first, you're last,
1: bud. Five for second. <laughs> No one ends up getting the uh, <laughs> for a second. now we're going uh, into our penalty boxes here so I guess we'll start off with you Jesse who do you have in your penalty box today
3: yeah so I have the ref Danny McAley lies uh, for his controversial penalty and extra time against the Danes so this was the Danes versus England uh, I just just there's just a few things that he did. That bothered me. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the second half or the first half when it ended. Now it was 1-1, but there was no uh, added time. It was as soon as the 45-minute um, hit, it was done. He, he blew it for halftime, which was odd. It, the uh, England had scored, I think, in the 39th minute or so. And the, uh, the Dane, it was an own goal by the defender of the Danes I think Krieger and he it just seems weird that they, there was no extra time because usually there's at least a minute given it's rare that it's it's zero and then the second half the England was all over the Danes like they they were just dominating them and definitely you could almost say deserved to win which they ended up winning but they 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 were dominating them but also gave them 5 minutes now there were a lot of changes so I can understand that, but it was just, it was just strange. Now comes into extra time. The first half of extra time, Raheem Sterling went down under a couple challenges from two Danish players, defenders, and it looked like a dive on screen. What I saw at least. And then they went to V he called for a, a penalty, which I think it was like in the 105th minute and it went under VAR and it was upheld by Van Boy Boykel. Now, it was very controversial. There was a few few other uh, attempts in the box that the Danes could have gotten a penalty for. And then when this happened, it, and it was reviewed, it was it wasn't as good as the other. So you could almost say it was a makeup call, which bugged the shit out of me. But still, like you can't be doing that to me. Like when you go and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you make it sound like he's doing it just to you
3: <laughs> sorry like it, it just it, I, I'm a little biased yeah I'm, I'm Danish I'm half Danish but it looked, it looked like it was a weak call and, and the review didn't overturn it which they've been pretty accurate with the VARs I believe in the Euro Cup and then this time it wasn't and then it ended up being that they, they gave that ref to the he also ended up doing the finals as well for the Euro Cup, but it seems sketchy, and I can't remember one of the lead uh, anchors for match day or so w- said that it was. He didn't think it was a it was a penalty, and when he fell over, he looked like he dove, he dove. He got kind of bit got a bit of got touched on the back of the leg, and just just kind
2: of fell over. It did look like he flopped for sure. Yeah. Typical soccer,
3: right? Right, I but. It's still, like, at that point, like, you can't be doing that. Like, it's an extra time and everything like that. And especially when it gets reviewed, you can clearly see that there's minimal contact. And he just kind of fell fell to his knees. So, I don't know. I mean, it does affect me because I wanted to see the – I don't think they would have beaten Italy, but I wanted to see them in the finals. Because I believe they beat them in 92 in penalties, and they didn't allow penalties to happen.
2: Well – Speaking of penalties happening, this year, my penalty box is England for getting far too cute on their penalties in the final of the Euro championship on the line. A couple guys in particular, Marcus Rashford, he had a cute little shot where he missed and hit the post. And Jadon Sancho. He had a cute little shot as well that got saved. So these two guys, they're in my box for their, uh, like, they're, just take a proper shot. You know, the way the way the penalties are, the shooter has way better odds of scoring than the keeper making a save. So just take a shot. It's probably going to win. You don't have to do this stupid little cutesy tiptoe up to the ball and Try and tap it in one of the yeah, keepers.
0: Fake this, fake that, and then kick it. And, yep.
2: Yeah. Um So, Bukayo Saka, um, who took that final shot for England, who uh, sealed their fate as a loss, he missed as well. But at least he took a shot. And the keeper made a good save on him. You know, it happens. It is what it is. But uh, these other two guys, for their cute little shots, no good championship on the line could have won the euro could have brought it home didn't yeah. happen
0: near the box suckers wasn't his wasn't far enough to the right like it wasn't far enough into the corner so yeah. it's a pretty easy save but i can't blame that he's a 19 year old I, I can't blame this kid at all it, to me like i said peter comes down to rashford and sancho's these guys especially they, i think they said rashford is one of the better penalty kickers on the team so he's gotta bury it you've gotta bury it and when you don't that's that's huge you know, it's it's huge to come back and, and hard to come back, and Saka had to score to, to push it on into extra penalties, and he obviously didn't, so I was happy Italy won. i just not a big fan of English soccer, but uh, so I like that they're in your box here.
2: Well, who's in your box, Josh?
0: Well, I'm going with a not a hockey player, but a thief who robbed a hockey player. So, Brendan Gallagher came on to TikTok, and after losing the stanley cup final uh, decided to tell the world that while he was out and about playing hockey his house was robbed so add a little bit of insult to injury to gallagher who just uh, had his stanley cup dreams squished and uh, he gets home to find out his place was robbed now there's no word on you know what uh, what was taken if anything or any value or anything like that and montreal police have not confirmed nor denied this report But uh, I'm going to assume that this is true. Why would Gallagher come out and say that he was robbed if he wasn't? Um, So, like I said, insult to injury to Gallagher. It really sucks for him. So the thief who robbed uh, Gallagher, he's in my box. Because why do you got to do that? The guy's already down in the dumps. Like, you know. Yeah, that's, that's a real rough day. Yeah, for sure. That's a tough one.
2: And realistically, it was probably a Montreal fan that robbed him too.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I know he isn't going to be home, so <laughs> I'm going to rob him for whatever he's got.
3: Probably mad because he didn't help him win the Stanley Cup. Maybe. So yeah. like, I'm yeah. going to take something of yours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you took $13,000 because I went and saw game three or game four. <laughs> I got to make that money back. So. so the thief of Rob Gallagher, you're in my box. Kev, you got a funny one. Tell me about this one, bud.
1: Well, I have a somewhat kind of thief. I mean, he didn't obviously get away with anything. Um, But this actually was at the uh, Scottish Open on the 10th tee where you had um, McElroy and uh, John Rahm. They're teeing off the 10th as their first hole where this fan just walked up, took off the uh, driver cover of McElroy's driver. And uh, selected an iron and then uh, walked over to the basically where the tee box, just a little bit past the tee box, places down the actual cover and goes through his routine as if he's going to tee off. <laughs> now, now this took some time because, I mean, McRoy was just in shock in regards to this guy just holding on to my club right now and swinging away. Uh, John Rahm was like, what do we do? I mean, you can't walk up to the guy. The guy's got a club. You might start swinging it. But this goes on and on. I don't know the actual length of time. But then uh, it does look like there was a worker that actually pointed towards his direction and going, is he with you? And then they said no. Um, The the guy ends up, the fan ends up returning the the iron to Rory, uh, but tried to walk away with his cover underneath his, uh, I believe, his left armpit, uh, which was discovered, which was given back was arrested on site and obviously probably taken off the actual course but yeah that fan i would love to know your name bud because you're in my box for being an absolute goof
0: i mean that's ballsy as hell that's ballsy but how the fuck do you even like i mean there's no obviously there's no boards or anything like there's no sideline you know what i mean so it's not like you're right there you're right up against the t-box so it but you gotta think there's gotta be some sort of security around to be watching these fucking fans, like on that, yeah,
1: you would think. I mean, like <laughs> just the, 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 honestly, man, this guy came out of nowhere. Just yeah, wow. What about the caddy?
3: The, probably, the caddy, the,
1: the, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. He just was
3: in shock that someone stole.
1: They his, were, all his in club. shock. They're just like, what the fuck is, going, is going on? on? Like, yeah, man. Like, who is this guy? Why does he have your club? What the fuck? <laughs> Why has he got your, your driver cover?
2: Yeah.
1: What the Aww. fuck? If the, guy,
2: if the guy just walked away, he probably just could have left. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. For sure. Just shows that everyone in golf is a bit of a pussy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, dude's got a club, man. You're going to go up and, like, you know, this guy's, like, obviously mental if he thinks he can grab a club out of the like, you know, a bag.
3: Right. But the fact swimming. that it, it happened and everything like that like 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 him walking up to even the caddy and stuff like that isn't
2: that kind of strange but he like he sort of looked like he belonged he blended yeah
0: (laughs) he blended (laughs) he was a blender (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was uh it was pretty crazy like there were i think it was the three maybe the four of them and rom's uh caddy might have been there too they were all kind of chatting yeah and and the, the bag was in between Rory and his caddy and Buddy just walks up, grabs it like it was nothing. Like, oh, I'll take this. It's my turn to hit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, thank God the guy didn't actually have a ball. I mean, that would have been even better. That would have actually been fucking hilarious if he hit a ball. Yeah. I'd like to know what iron he ended up grabbing, but it didn't actually tell me what iron. I just know he had actually grabbed his driver.
3: Cover. Did you guys see uh, Tom Brady's balls for the, the match? The golf balls? No. no. he he had, he had like all the Super Bowl uh Numeral numbers on there. Yeah.
0: Oh, nah. Nice. I, think, I think it was like
3: sponsored by Titleist and everything like that. So he had Fucking them all Brady. on there.
0: That's awesome. That is. A, I thought that was awesome that he had that.
3: Like, because I think they knew that they. Well, oh, yeah. Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers dominated in putting, but they they knew that they were the better players in golf. And I think the whole technique for, for Brady and and Mickelson was to just all mental (laughs) just just fuck with them but yeah i thought that was funny that their ball their ball his balls were had the super bowl
0: titles he had on them fucking brady so pete why don't we go through the uh scores for the day big day for josh yeah
2: so there's three challenges today there was uh if there's more than one Stanley Cup, or if this is the original Stanley Cup that's still in circulation, which was Josh beat me on that. There's the Suns having no championships in their history. Josh beat Kevin. And there's Messi's championship. And um, that he does have championships, just no international championships. That so Josh beat Kevin again. Yeah. Also, Jesse, for being the, the winner of the... Uh, Euro bracket gets a point.
3: I know and I put uh you had England in their in your box and they were the only reason I got that
2: there too. <laughs> I don't think so. I think even without England you might have still taken that one. The rest of us didn't pick the the euro so well. There's a lot of upsets though. Yeah, couldn't be the fucking Danes against Wales. Yeah,
0: that was the opening match for Denmark, yeah. That
2: one wasn't a big
3: surprise. It was... uh... No,
2: but that was my upset pick, and it didn't (laughs) happen. (laughs) Anyway, that brings our season totals to... uh, I dropped down to minus nine. Minus one today. Plus nine. Plus nine. Yes. Plus nine. Mine, minus nine. That it sounds good. good. Don't, 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 you.
0: don't. <laughs> <laughs> <is>. Sorry, boys.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I was busy thinking of Kev's score. So Kev drops to minus twelve. Sorry, Kev. No, you're not. Uh, Jesse jumps up to plus three. Yeah. And Josh comes all the way out of the basement and comes up to his dead even at zero. Yeah. Up from minus three. Not bad. Not bad. Alright, so Kev, we gotta crawl out of the hole here. Everyone else is positive right now.
3: Well. Josh is not positive, everyone, yet.
2: I'm even, wow, I'm even. Even all right, alright. He's not in the negative. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone's not negative. How about that? Except for our fucking subs. They don't count though. But they're they're down in the basement with you. But anyway, that's the scores. Let's get into how our drinks were.
1: So uh why don't we start with Kev? Kev, how was your drink? My descendants uh, drink the uh, El Coda or Cordora. It was okay. It was good. It was all right. Nothing like the MVP, though, but it is obviously the game changer. And I like that one as well. Peter, how were your drinks? You know what? The clutch? was clutch?
2: It's good shit. Might even get it again. Craft beer? At a redline brew house, never heard of it out of Barrie, Ontario. Might have to check them out a little more. It's good stuff. That's a good name for a beer, Clutch. It made me buy it. <laughs> <laughs> just the name. Uh, Jesse, how was yours?
3: My Lost in Orbit by Nickelbrook Brewing was pretty tasty, actually. The second one down went real quick. It's just a hazy IPA, not much alcohol content, but it was uh it was pretty smooth at the end there yosh how was your malt liquor
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my 10.2 extra strong beer called sparkle puff from flying monkey craft brewery was awesome uh, it's a triple ipa so there's lots of hops lots of flavor lots of aroma but uh, it was quite tasty i enjoyed it and uh a little loose. Yeah, <laughs> 10.2 impacts a, a punch. And uh Kev, as you said, the MVP is uh, it's a solid beer. It is the game changer. Uh, I've actually uh, local local sports here in Waterloo region starts up this coming week. And uh I don't know if they're gonna have any at the at the local bar, but I might just throw a few of my uh in my ball bag and enjoy some on my own, even if they don't. I can't wait for that. By the boy, by the way, guys, I want to swing a bat. I'm excited. You know, we can go golfing, but that's all we can do. So, baseball not
1: anymore. Up.
3: I haven't swung a bat in two years.
0: Yeah,
1: well, baseball's a, starting up. Yeah. I think my golf days are done for a while.
0: Why is that, Kev?
1: My knee.
3: He's going on injured reserved.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's going on the sixty-year retirement. <laughs>
2: 60-day high I think
3: he's going to need a little bit more than that.
0: (laughs) Well, not if he
2: doesn't get injured. At least his salary won't hit the cap anymore. No, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Only in the
3: NHL if
2: that happens. (laughs) Yeah, shit. Doesn't count for golf. Son of a bitch.
0: All right, so for everyone here at Points and Penalties, we'd like to thank you for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your pods. Give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PointsPenalties. And until next week, stay out of the the penalty penalty box. box.